you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and it has been a long week of podcasts. I have recorded, I don't know, maybe eight at this point, and it's only Thursday. But, folks, very infrequently do I hype up a podcast this much in my own head. But I have. Now, I think tonight, I think tonight may be one of the most special podcasts we've ever done. Because not only are we talking about the Yankees, which I, I get it, it does suck, but I think the guest is what's going to make this episode maybe as good as it can be, maybe even one of the best ever. Because not only have I gotten someone who is a Yankees fan, which is not that easy when you live in Boston, I've got someone who not only plays baseball, but he plays it at a collegiate level, which I don't know how many of you are collegiate athletes, but let me just say this. It's not like that easy. Just because you played JV in high school does not mean you can make a team. Um, it does not mean you're good as well. So, folks, he plays at Tufts. He is a second baseman, and he is clutch, according to himself, not anyone else. Henry Fleckner, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Michael? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Loving, loving to be there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that was uh, an intro for you that was worthy of, you know, your status um, as, as a collegiate athlete. And you as a baseball player, we are here to talk Aaron Judge. And I am not very happy about this because the worst thing that can happen to a Red Sox fan is a Yankees fan or Yankees player does anything good. And unfortunately, this season, Aaron Judge – not only did a few things that were very good, he pretty much did everything very good. I think his war was like 10.6, which is just unreal. I don't know how a person does that in a, in a season. I mean, guys over like five years don't have a 10 career, like 10 career war, but Aaron Judge somehow did it. Um, so Henry is here to laugh at me, laugh at the Red Sox, talk about how great Aaron Judge is. And that's pretty much it. Now, before we get into everything, I have to let you guys know that there is a bet between Henry and I ongoing at the moment. And the bet is, if the Yankees win the World Series, he will come back on the podcast and he will talk about the Yankees winning the World Series, blah, blah, blah. And I will be sitting here in an Aaron Judge shirt um, and I will just have to take it. So that's the bet. Um, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I like my chances of not the Yankees not winning the World Series, so hopefully that happens. Now, Henry, first off, what was it like being a Yankees fan with Aaron Judge doing the things he did this season? Like, I can only imagine that must have been incredible. 
Yeah, I mean, it's an understatement saying that it's incredible. Um, you know, being the huge fan that I am, I'm. I got those MLB TV subscriptions. I'm trying to catch every <laughs> game, every single inning, every at bat. Um, and it's just it's it's an understatement to say how incredible it was. I mean, you look at the Yankees' season and without Aaron Judge, I mean, where are they? Are they even a 500 team? It's, Probably not. It's, <laughs> Probably it's, not. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy what this guy's done. I mean, you mentioned the war, having a 10.6 war. I think the last person to do that, I mean, I mean, the biggest name that comes to mind is like Barry Bonds. Um, obviously, he got Barry Bonds treatment, Barry Bonds comparisons all year. So, and we know we all, all, all those baseball fans know the type of player that it, uh, Barry Bonds was. So, and yeah, for him being compared to Barry Bonds, it's 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 pretty incredible. Yeah, he was one who was uh, you know using some performance enhancing supplements. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the photos, folks, but. Just look him up. Like, I mean, Barry Bonds is like a stick figure. Like, one season comes back next season, like yoked to the max. I'm like, <laughs> I've been in the gym, but it does not happen that way. All right, just not natural. Anyways, but I mean, so Aaron Judge obviously broke Roger Maris's home run record, 62 home runs, AL record, and I don't even want to talk about Barry Bonds and the because I think that's kind of a it's a non-starter. Who cares? Like Aaron Judge had a great season. Why can't we just say that? All right, we don't need to mention you know uh, like asterisks or whatever. Like I did not appreciate for sure the cutting in of college football games to watch Aaron Judge strike out against the Orioles. I will say that, but I did think it was pretty cool that Aaron Judge hit that many home runs. I mean, it's ridiculous. This dude did. How I don't I mean there are 162 games in an MLB season and he had 62 home runs so like to put that in perspective like dude hit just a ton of home runs and he also I mean if it were weren't for Pete Alonso which thank God for Pete Alonso Aaron Judge would have led the league in RBIs too so they both tied at 131 um, which again is incredible but I think Aaron Judge I mean the hitting definitely this season led kind of everyone's forefront it was on everyone's mind but defensively Aaron Judge is pretty damn good um Henry you know baseball pretty well how good is Aaron Judge as an outfielder um like not notwithstanding like him as a hitter like just plainly as an outfielder like how good is he oh I mean he's 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 incredible he's incredible he's ridiculous out there I mean when you look at the Yankees' problems in the outfield in the past, uh, recent recent history. I mean, you have Aaron Hicks was the main center fielder. Um, of course, he just can't get it done at the plate. And so or in the outfield, either way. Or in the outfield, for that matter. Or in the outfield, exactly. And <laughs> Judge, before the Yankees got Harrison Bader, I mean, he started, uh, I, I want to say, at least more than half of the games in center field for the Yankees. And when you have a guy as big as him. I mean, he's six foot seven, 280 pounds. When you have a guy that big and he's able to move like he can and cover the ground he does in center field, it's pretty amazing. And especially, especially making a transition from Yankee stadium where right field is just, you know, you're, you're not covering much ground. It's mm -hmm. a short porch. You got a lot of, you got a lot of things that are helping you out. Um, don't, don't have to cover much ground. And then you yeah. go to the out, you go to center field. And all of a sudden, it's 408 feet dead center. And the gaps really spread out wide. 
it's incredible to see yeah. that he was able to have the success that he did in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, you know, Yankee Stadium, as considered by some, is a little league ballpark. By others, it is considered <laughs> only a by, only by the Reds. Yeah. Only by Reds. That is true. It is that is a factual statement. Um, but I mean, if you look at the Yankees' roster this season, and my playoff previews are either already out. I don't even know. It's like it's a mess at this point. But when I went through the Yankees' roster, all right, it's not. Like, listen, they won 99 games. But if you look at the roster, if you take away Aaron Judge, it's like, I mean, okay, like, <laughs> congrats. You have Harrison Bader who played 20 games in center field. Um, who else? Like, you have some other guys who obviously get it done. Like, not, no, no, they have some no-joke guys. But, like, at the same time, it feels like hitting-wise, this team, you know, Judge definitely carried a big brunt of the load. I mean, Anthony Rizzo did his part hitting those home runs that he did. But – Aaron Judge, I mean, he led every single category, basically. Like, it's unreal. And at the end of the season, his average was, like, I don't know, like around 320, maybe 315. Like, guys who hit 62 home runs aren't supposed to be also hitting, like, one-third of every ball. And his OPS was over 1,000. I think it was 1.111. So, obviously, pretty cool um, that he had just four ones. But seriously, like guys don't have this season that often. And regardless of whether Yankee Stadium is a Little League ballpark or not, the stats that he put up speak for themselves, right? You still have to play 81 games on the road. So 81 of those games were not at Yankee Stadium. And, you know, I'm assuming a lot of those home runs also were not at Yankee Stadium. So there's a lot of credit that needs to be due to Aaron Judge for what he did. Because as you mentioned, Henry, I don't think the Yankees are maybe – I don't know if they're a playoff – I don't know if they're division winners or maybe a playoff team. But without Aaron Judge, they're definitely not winning this division. It was too competitive all season long. Um, yeah, and, it's not a shot. And he made such a huge difference to this team, I think, in so many ways. One thing that I would like to bring up that I think hasn't been talked about a lot recently is the fact that, you know, when you play for the Yankees or the Red Sox or another big team in the MLB – there's a lot more pressure on you than, let's say, if you play for the Pirates, right? I mean, let's be honest. If you're on the Pirates and you suck, nobody cares, right? Because no one goes to games, all right? My my dad's been to Pirates games. Like, you literally can buy tickets for, like, five bucks. Like, nobody cares in Pittsburgh because they suck. But when you play for the Yankees, a multi-billion dollar franchise, or the Red Sox, or another big team, like, the the, the spotlight is on you. So if you suck, A, people are going to notice, and B, people are going to care. So, like, J.D. Martinez, who was horrible this season, everybody knew it. And so I think there's a lot more pressure on a guy like Aaron Judge, who is the star player for the Yankees, who also, by the way, was not under contract. Like, he didn't sign his contract going into the season. So if he had completely crapped the bed, guess what? Bye-bye Aaron Judge. Like, he's not coming back. So how much pressure was there on Aaron Judge this season? And how does like does that make that, like, 20 times more impressive what he did under those circumstances? Like, what's your take on that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, he he really took a chance on himself. I mean, you'll if you watch his interviews, he, he views it. He won't say, yeah, I took a chance on myself. He... He has all the confidence in the world. And I mean, let's, yeah, let's face it. I mean, he, he is the face of the agents. He's the face of that franchise. And he handles himself 
incredibly under the spotlight. And it's honestly, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see that he's able to have that amount of pressure on him and still able to, and still be able to perform the way he performs. I mean, it doesn't matter where he's playing, what ballpark, what team he's playing. He's showing up to play his best game every day, whether that's on the road or home. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, he did a lot of things this season that you watch and you look at and you say, wow. Like, how does a guy hit balls in all these different locations? How does a guy who hits that many home runs have that good of an average and yet still be able to kind of read pitchers in such a way where he still takes walks? Like, the fact that you can do all three of those things at the same time, it's it's elite. It's not even elite. Like, there's not even – I don't know if it's, – it's legendary. Like, this season, when we look back on it in – 20 years, 30 years, like, we're going to look at the season, we're going to say, wow, that season that Aaron Judge had in 2022 was ridiculous because you're not going to see – I mean, Roger Maris has had the home run record in the AL for I don't even know how many years. 61 years. 61 years. So odds are since Roger Maris had the record with 61 years, Aaron Judge will probably have this record for, I don't know, maybe 62 years. I, I think that would be pretty cool if someone broke it then. Um, but seriously, like it's unreal what he did. And I just think that the way he handled himself, like you said, like even after the press conference, when he hit the 62nd home run, he was like, you know, listen, that's a souvenir for the fan. Obviously I'd love to have it back, but that's not up to me. I mean, if that were me, if I just hit the 62nd home run of my career of the season, sorry, not my career, I would have said, you're giving me that ball back. Like, I'm taking that home with me. I don't know, know what you're thinking. Like, you're keeping that ball. Like, whatever I can do to get that ball, I'm that you want a picture, you want dinner, you want, like, 20 bats, you want, like, a G-Wagon. I'm, I want that ball. The fact that he didn't, I was like, all right, first off, classy. Second off, that's awesome. Um, but seriously, I mean, Henry, you're a member of the Yankees fan base, unfortunately. How much pressure do you guys put on your team to win? Because it seems like there's a lot. Oh, there's there's an incredible, there's an insane amount of pressure to win. I mean, look at the history of the franchise. I mean, obviously, Yankee fans are always going to bring up 27 rings that that num that magic number. They're always going to bring it up to uh, back their statement that it's they're it's they're arguably one of the greatest franchises or the greatest franchise in all sports. I yep, mean, certainly so, an argument. The amount of pressure that the fan, and you, and you see it. I mean, when they're playing home games and they're struggling, uh, it's it's just booze after booze after. Yep. Booze. I mean, no, it's shit. true. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Judge said it in one of one of his own interviews. He goes, "Yeah, when he was when he was chasing sixty one at home, he goes, yeah, well, it's pretty hilarious hearing some booze after I hit a single." I mean, <laughs> that so that just goes to show. I mean, how much pressure that he. Yeah, he was under. I mean, and you could you could one hundred percent see that the pressure was weighing down on him in those last two home runs more than he's ever felt pressure on himself before. I mean, right? He was definitely in a little bit of a slump. He was struggling. He was chasing pitches outside of the zone that he's not normally chasing. I mean, it, it, and granted, it's 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 really tough to be in this position where you know you may get to see one pitch to hit the whole game. And if you don't capitalize on it, that's that's it for that game. Right, because, I mean, A, is Aaron Judge ever going to hit 62 home runs again? I mean, we'll see. It's possible. but I like would, I would bet not. But chances are the answer is no. So you really got one shot in your career to make it count, and he did. So kudos to him for doing that. That was 
incredible. I mean, the Yankees fan base is tough. Like, they're tough on their own players. Like, they they expect wins. And that's why generally when, you know, especially I think the Yankees currently are in one of their longest postseason, uh, not postseason droughts, but World Series win droughts. I mean, I know that might be crazy to say when it's been, like, 11 years, which some franchises haven't even won in, like, you know, 80 years, 90 years, like, plenty of time. Like, the Mariners just made the playoffs in the first time in, like, 22 seasons. So, like, they're just happy to be there. They're like, hey, we're the fifth seed. Like, we're cool. Like, this is all cake and, you know, from here. Yankees fans at this point are like, listen, I, I haven't been able to buy a Yankees World Series hat in, like, 12 years. Like, come on, guys. So, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Yankees. Like every year, it kind of feels that way, especially given that the Red Sox, our rivals, have won four championships this century, including in 2018. So, like, that puts a lot more pressure on the Yankees, I think, just looking at it. Like, if your rival's winning chips and you're not, like, it's not a great day to be a Yankees fan. So, more broadly, like, your take on the Yankees this playoffs, like, obviously, Aaron Judge is the headliner. But can the Yankees do it this season? And, and like, analyze that. Obviously, I think there's a chance they can, but, like, probability-wise. What do you think? You know, it's it's tough to say. I'd give them, like, on a ballpark, I'd give them, like, a 25 to 30% chance of winning the World Series. Um, I just – their their bullpen is in shambles right now. It's yeah. It's tough to see. I mean, they've they lost Chad Green and Michael, Michael King, King. their best relievers early on in the year. And, yep. um, and Clay they, Holmes they can't pitch shot. every single game. As much as Yankees fans may want him to, he cannot and, pitch every night. And so. he hasn't he hasn't proved that he can even he can't throw he hasn't been able to throw strikes since the before the all-star all-star break that's true but you know it's they have a lot of they have a lot of struggling aspects right now that they're gonna have to get over um they'll get a couple guys back from the injured list i know i know aaron boone came out today and said that they're expecting carpenter to be back uh for the division series which is a huge huge pickup for them going into the postseason of course Mm -hmm. um but i mean you just I, th- I think they 100% get out of the division series rounds, um, having to play the winner of Cleveland and or Tampa. Mm-hmm. I just think that the Yankees overmatch both those teams um, 100%. Uh, but okay. obviously, then then you play the the big bad Astros. I mean, <laughs> the Yankees have not had any sort of success in the, against the. Astros no, I mean, listen. I think the Yankees may bre- if they end up making it that far. There's definitely going to be some baggage in that series, though. I mean, after 2017, I think Yankees fans, at least, will be, you know, balls to the wall on Twitter, yelling, screaming, um, all that can't, stuff. You can't even forget 2019 either. Yeah, I mean. 2019, too. So there's definitely going to be, like, I think, if the Yankees end up making it that far. But then, I mean, you look on the NL, there's still, like, you got the Dodgers, obviously. Absolutely. Won 111 games. You have the Braves who won all last year. Um, you have the Cardinals. The Braves are my favorite to win the World Series right now. I yeah. just think they're the most complete team in the MLB. Um, I, this episode will probably be released after my picks. I picked the Cardinals to win the World Series um, for no other reason than 
it would be a shame for Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright not to win another World Series. So I I tried to make it fun. I mean, it's not interesting if I pick like the Braves or the Dodgers. Like, wow, Michael, you got it correct. Like, congratulations. Like, it's not <laughs> fun. I so I had to make it fun for myself. I picked the Cardinals. Um, arguably, I think the most fun team and one of the best playoff teams ever. They've won 13 World Series. So, hey, history's maybe on my side. But I think the Yankees-Cleveland series, because I did pick Cleveland to win, would be very interesting because you have two very opposite teams, I think. Like, Cleveland is very much a small ball team. Like, look at them. Like, a lot of stolen bases, high batting averages, and low home run total. So, like, very opposite to the Yankees, which are very much, hey, this ball is either an out or it's out of the park. Like, there's one or the other. And... I think it's going to be very interesting because you got Garrett Cole, who's given up a lot of home runs, but been very good otherwise. So if those two teams end up meeting, I think it's like a very interesting series because you got two opposite teams playing against each other. And I would love to see that happen. Um, I don't know who would win, but hopefully it's not the Yankees. Um, But seriously, back to Aaron Judge. Like, I, I just, for me, like, I think Aaron Judge, when you look at him and the stuff that he's done this season, like, it's incredible because first off, the dude is like six eight, six nine, whatever. Like he's he's tall. Like and most baseball players are not that tall. So the strike zone for him, whether you like it or not, is definitely way bigger. Like <laughs> there's no question about it. Like that the strike zone is not the same for him as it is for Jose Altuve. Like a strike for Jose is not necessarily a sh- or a strike for uh, Judge is not necessarily a strike for Jose Altuve. Like the stuff that he was able to do. Against, by the way, like, we have to consider that the AL East this year was the best division in baseball by a country mile. First off, you had the Toronto Blue Jays, who made the playoffs, the Tampa Bay Rays, who made the playoffs, the Orioles, who were somehow, like, good, which really sucked because that means the Red Sox finished in last. Um, but the Red Sox had 78 wins and finished in last. So, you know, in, in every other division, they would not be in last. They'd be mostly in third place, which is respectable to a certain degree. So, like, how did Aaron how did Aaron Judge do it? Like, what about his swing, his stance? What allowed him to do that? I mean, you're a baseball player. You you know, you're a hitter. You're, at least you claim to be. Like, what did he do to to hit 62 home runs and have the season that he did? Technically. Absolutely. Um, and – I'll start off by saying this. Aaron Judge is my favorite player in the MLB, and he, had, of course, he plays for my favorite team. So. Big surprise, guys. Big surprise. Big surprise. <laughs> but based on that, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna analyze this swing from year to year. And the biggest thing for me that I saw was, and I think everybody saw it, every MLB network analyst, whatever, all those guys, they all saw it too, is he, he changes his hands position. And um, he... The way he started, his hands were back um, in his early years, his rookie rookie year, 2018, 2019. His hands were always back. And this year, he always um, he uh, brought his hands forward almost like right in front of his face. And I think it was just – it was just for him, it was easier to get into his load. I think it was a good timing mechanism for him. And then on top of all that, I mean, this is a guy who's – this was his – what? Uh, sixth, sixth season in the MLB, so mm-hmm. that's he's, I think. he's matured incredibly as a hitter. I mean, the thing for him is his his strikeout rate. You know, it's it's still a little high. It's higher than anyone would want 
not there to strike out mm-hmm. great to me. But I mean, the stats the stats do show his chase rate has gone down. Right. I very, mean, very very much. Like, yeah, I, I think that that's definitely the case. I mean, I think what we saw from him this season, and again, obviously, sixty-two home runs is what everyone's going to be talking about. But when you're hitting and hitting three eleven, so again, he did finish with kind of a slump towards the end of the season. But you know, he had 175 strikeouts, which is a lot, but it's not like an unreal amount for again, kind of the hitter that he is. So you know, the fact that he had, and I think this is maybe my favorite number from just the whole season, um, beyond the war, beyond the 19 um, intentional walks, which is just. How does it even happen that you get 19 intentional walks? Um, my favorite is the OPS plus number, which is 211. I don't know how many of you guys know, but like 100 is average for OPS plus. So when you're hitting 211 for OPS plus, like I, I don't even know what to say. Like that is a number that may be like, like, it's just you can't even like picture like what does two eleven OPS plus look like? Well, it looks like a guy who hit, you know, <laughs> sixty two home runs, and slugged six eight six eighty six on the season. Like, I don't even know how a guy does that. Again, like this is kind of more me being just baffled by how good Aaron Judge was, um, this season. I mean, it's it's unreal. Like, I just I don't. Sometimes you don't know what to say, right? There's no. There's no criticism for Aaron Judge this season. Like, what can I say that would be like, hey, he didn't do that? Well, like, he's a great defensive player, right? Best hitter in baseball this season by a mile. So, like, at the end of the day, the MVP of the season, obviously Aaron Judge. I don't want to hear anything about Shohei Otani pitches too. Like, who can't like I like I don't I don't understand. Like, I get he's very valuable on a team that is also horrible. Congratulations. Like great nobody cares right i saw like a reel on instagram today shohei otani hit more home runs and they just pick and sass like he'll hit more home runs than this guy and better batting average than this guy and i'm looking at them saying okay aaron judge finished first in like every batting category so there's no like debate about whether anything there's no debate period like i don't want to hear anything about otani mvp like you know the angels you know what listen otani's a real mvp Maybe they'd make the playoffs. I'm just putting that out there. Um, Aaron Judge, like, I think that's the biggest difference. And we're, we've talked about this a couple times already. Aaron Judge not on this team. The Yankees are probably not making the playoffs. No. Like, like this, the Yankees themselves aren't incredible. Like, their pitching this season starting-wise was good, but it wasn't like a lead. It wasn't like, wow, Garrett Cole's having one of those years. It was like, Garrett Cole's pretty good. Like, he's not great. Like they traded away Jordan Montgomery. I still don't get that trade, by the way. I, he is not worth the three hundred million that we're paying him for. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, ever since the spider tack, you know, he's lost a little bit of his, a uh, little bit of his, you know, yeah. control, command, you know, all all that good stuff that comes with mm-hmm. cheating just a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, right? right? Um. But seriously, like Aaron Judge is the MVP. He is by definition when we talk about MVP, and I talk about it here a lot when we discuss who is the MVP most valuable player right it is not who is the best player it is who is the most valuable to their team mm-hmm. like that's aaron judge like let's be honest like the dude is like 
the most valuable player, not this season. Like, give him the awards like the past like five seasons because, I mean, I don't even know what you want me to say. Like, yeah. as a Red Sox fan, I can only sit here and appreciate and what Aaron Judge did. Like, now, do I hope the Yankees lose? Yes. But what Aaron Judge just did this season is something that I'll never forget. And I'll appreciate forever because you can't hate on it. You can't hate on a guy playing baseball at the level that he did. Like yeah. people just don't do that every day. And, and thank God. To, yeah, go ahead. Not to even mention Michael, he played 157 games this year. Which, by the way, I have a lot of respect for too. I think guys who don't play like a, over 150 games, I think it's kind of disrespectful to the game of baseball. The game of baseball yeah. is a 162-game season. And my belief is if you're getting paid, like you're a player, you should be paying like playing 150 games plus. Like Absolutely. that's part of the game inherently, like that you can play that amount of games. Like I don't want to hear anything about some players who didn't play as many games and had a, you know, home runs per game better. It's like, but you got to play the games, right? You can't just say if I had played these games, then I would have done this. So there's a lot to be said for a guy who plays 157 games and did that well. Like, there's just so many accolades that I could give to Aaron Judge. I think it's, I think it would be like too long of an episode. I'd be sitting here for hours just saying, Aaron Judge, congratulations, you win the best player in baseball. You win um, the guy who brought tears to my eyes. You win, like, like seriously, like just so many things. Yes, um, and as a Yankees fan, like, if you're watching this and you're saying, like, it's got to be the best feeling in the world because got the guy that everyone's watching in baseball, the guy that, Literally, Red Sox fans like Jared Carabas, like is literally on Twitter saying, "Hey, like, what do you want me to say?" Like, yeah, like when that is happening, you know you got a you got a guy. Um, you, know, you know the massive smile I have on my face hearing you give praise to the Yankees and Aaron Judge. I'm not giving praise to the Yankees. Let me be clear about. It. I'm giving praise to Aaron Judge, who just happens to be on the Yankees. Hopefully, he'll be on the Red Sox next year. Um, we're gonna take a short break. We gotta take a short break because we do have to talk about that and many other things. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. All right, as I just left off on the previous segment. All right, biggest question though, obviously, Aaron Judge, he's got to sign a contract, and I have a feeling, Henry, that this contract's probably gonna set him, you know, set him up for life, set his kids up for life, set his grandkids up for life, like. It's going to be a massive contract, all right? Like, George Steinbrenner better open his damn pockets. And that's me as a Red Sox fan saying that. Like, if he ends up not paying Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge eventually – because I think he, if he doesn't end up with the Yankees, I actually do truly believe he will end up on the Red Sox for multiple reasons. First off, he was a Red Sox fan as a kid. Um Out of spite, obviously. Um, If you're a Yankees player and you get, you know, like – turned down by the Yankees, like I would go to the Red Sox too. And I know the Red Sox can certainly open their pockets enough for that. So how much does George Steinbrenner have to pay Aaron Judge? Like, what do you think this contract's going to look like? And better question, will he actually do that? Because he definitely should. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, in my eyes, this guy, I mean, what's Mike Trout game paid? 36, I think he's 36 million a year. Um, Let me check. Uh, you keep going he, now. He is up there. He is up there for that. You know, and I actually, last night I was watching a, uh, a clip because 
And I mean, I know how pure entertainment first take is, but <laughs> this was on first take. I mean, they had Mad Dog, they had Russo on there talking about judges' contract. Yeah. Russo was predicting that this guy's going to get a 10 years, $370 million from the Yankees, and he's going to sign with the Yankees. And I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but I also think that the, the biggest team that's a threat to the Yankees, I think, in terms of signing Aaron Judge in the offseason, is the New York Mets or the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, see, I knew you were going to say the Dodgers. If, if he goes to the Dodgers – I think I'm just gonna stop watching baseball because there's no, no point. It, it'll be awful. Like it will, it will, it would be the worst thing for baseball if Aaron Judge goes to the Dodgers. I would per- much prefer him have have him on the Yankees than on the Dodgers because at least if he's on the Yankees, at least I know that there is still some decency in the MLB. But if he goes to the Dodgers, like Dodgers had Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman this season, like and the, Trey Turner and Trey Turner. And by the way, their pitching staff was incredible. Like, I don't need to see yes. the best player in baseball this season go to a team that already has like the best players in baseball. Like, when I look at the current contracts that are that are active, right? Mike Trout currently four hundred and twenty-five mil, four hundred twenty-six million dollars average annual value of thirty-five, huge contract, like massive. And he he signed that when he was twenty-seven. So Aaron Judge, by the way. I don't know if he's in the realm of that because I think if he had two seasons like that and he was up for a contract, I think you can definitely make the case. Like if he had 40 plus two straight seasons, then I could say, okay, maybe you put Aaron Judge. But I think he's got to be at least the second highest paid player in baseball. Like I think he's got to make more than Mookie does next season. Like I think Mookie's contract of 365 over 12 years, I think he's probably got to beat that in my opinion. I think the Yankees probably got to be offering him, I would say magic numbers, probably 33 million a year. I think that's probably pretty fair. Um, So something around that. Um, How old is she? She's like 25. He's he's, he's 31. He's he's, 31? No way. So that is what initially held the Yankees back in their contract talks. Damn, he looks good for 31. Holy crap. I thought it was like 25. Yeah, I know. He was a rookie at 25 years old in 2017. So I think think that changes it. I think what the Yankees could end up doing, maybe his value of his contract isn't as high, but I think his average annual value could be higher. Like, I think they could say, well, listen, we'll sign you for, you know, eight years at, you know, this valuation. And maybe he's making like Forty million dollars a year, but it's not the same volume of a contract, which is potentially possible. I mean, again, Mike Trout's under contract till he's thirty-seven. Same with Mookie, Lindor's till he's thirty-seven. So it seems like there is kind of a number between thirty-seven and thirty-nine where guys are like, "We're not going to sign you until you're forty. So I don't know if he gets a full ten-year deal, um, but he'll definitely get something big. I mean, I w- I would have to imagine. Um, after I think he's definitely at least thirty six million from someone, and I mean, yeah, actually, I the more I think about it, the biggest threat one team is the Mets because Steve Cohen is not afraid to empty his. Yeah, Steve Cohen does not, and pardon my French, he does not give a shit. All right, no. fairness. What he's like, listen, man, I'm here for our championship. That's it. Like, I'm here to make the Mets like a good baseball team. And by the way. They did that this season. They won 101 games, um, which, you know, again, like it's definitely tough being the Mets when you got the Yankees in town with Aaron Judge. Like 
it felt like everything that happened this season, like after after the season was over, like I was looking through stats and everything. I was like, whoa, this guy did this this season? That's pretty good. Because I was just like, everyone was so focused on what Aaron Judge was doing all season long that guys who had great seasons were like, I guess no one's talking about me. Like that's how prolific Aaron Judge's season was. Like guys on the team, like Garrett Cole set the Yankees record for strikeouts in the season. That was like a footnote of like the Yankee season almost like I'm like people are setting records people like Pete Alonso at 40 home runs like, like guys were doing like Mets record like guys were doing some incredible stuff this season across the MLB like O'Neill Cruz was just bashing home runs out of the like I, I don't even know how he does that and just- everyone's just talking about hey Aaron Judge I mean like right and it was like yeah and I go to Syracuse so I, unfortunately, am in New York. There's no escape. Like, no matter where you go, if you're in Boston, if you're in Syracuse, like, it's all about Aaron Judge. And it's all about this dude is unreal. And you know what? He is. I don't want to hear anything from Red Sox fans about anything. Because he could be on the team next season. So don't trash him, all right? He could be on the Red Sox next season. So don't trash him until a decision is made. Then you can make all... That'll be the worst day of my life, that day comes. See... I first off, I I would agree. I think if I were a Yankees fan, if I were a Red Sox fan when Babe Ruth got traded, that and I think that's probably the most comparable situation. Honestly, you got a guy who was elite, like to like an like incredible level, like ninety ninth point nine percentile, and you give him away. Like that, that's like Babe Ruth going away. And yeah. if the Yankees end up doing that, I hope you get cursed i hope you don't win a world series for like <laughs> seven years and i think you will agree with me that the yankees if that happens probably deserve that like steinbrenner deserves like all the crap if he lets aaron judge go because absolutely there's no like there's no question that I, i'm a guy who's in favor of listen you're not you shouldn't overpay most guys like jerry jones overpaying for zeke like stupid move but that's what jerry jones does but like in this scenario where you have a guy who just did this, I think the difference between, you know, $300 million and $375 million is like, whatever. Like if this guy wants it, give it to him. I don't care, right? Because how much money is Steinbrenner gonna make next season when people are like, yo, we gotta watch the Yankees today. Like we gotta go and we gotta watch the Yankees because Aaron Judge is playing. Like, if that were me, bro, I'd be there. MLB TV subscriptions, I'm sure, were way up. I was subscribed, and boy, I hated Aaron Judge because it just was torturous. I mean, everything he did was just – it was rough for a Red Sox fan this season. Um, Henry, I'm sure that must have felt very good. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, I went – Michael, yeah, you know what? I actually do have a question about you for the offseason. Uh, Go ahead. Please. As a Red Sox fan, you know, if, the, if, if it is a big – if Aaron Judge were to sign with the Red Sox, what do you think that means for Xander Bogarts? I do Bogarts? not – listen, if we sign Aaron Judge, I would tell Xander Bogarts, thank you for your time. There's the door. Like, bye. Really? Like, I love Xander Bogarts, but – Trevor Story is a better defensive fielder, number one. And number two, he's not going to hit 220 next season. I love Xander. I love what he did. But, like, 
you know, I think the Rafi question, if it's Rafi and Xander, I think that's definitely a tougher question because I don't know if we have someone who can play third base and Rafi also hits stingers and he's a very good player. Like he's not, a, you know, a, as incredible as judge, but he's, he's definitely an all-star. Like he's elite. Um, yes. But he is definitely an elite player. If you, if, you, if, 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 if there was the option to get Aaron judge, if that was a realistic option, I think if the Red Sox didn't make a move after the season we had, I think that'd be silly. Xander is a great player and I, I, I love him, but the Red Sox, remember, we won 78 games this season. We also lost 84 games. So, or 87, whatever it is. You got to make a move, right? And, and you can't just sit around. And if a guy like that is available and you need, like, a guy like that who can hit for power, especially because J.D. decided, hey, like, I guess that's the end of my career. Like, like you got to do something, all right? And Aaron Judge is the type of guy who you can say, like, listen, We'll put you in the outfield, and we'll also put you at DH because the Red Sox have a pretty good defensive outfield for what it's worth. Um, so I think Aaron Judge would fit in perfectly with the Red Sox. I mean, he would love, he would love the stadium. I know he would. You know, especially being a hitter, it's a it's a very hitter friendly ballpark. He did a lot of doubles for sure. Um, I I would say like you have to go after him, even if it means losing Xander, of course. Um, I think Rafi's a bigger question. I don't think you can just get rid of two guys. I mean, I don't know. I think it would have to be more – I would have to know, like, hey, like, do we have a guy who can play third base? Because you have to make up a lot if you're giving up both Xander and um, Rafi. Yeah. I mean, Judge may not have a 10.64 season next year. Like, let's be honest. As we've already said, probably not going to happen. But – what I, is, predict, I predict he hits 40 plus homers next season, but he's not, he's going to be like a 280, 290 hitter again. Yeah, um, by the way, an incredible season, like consistent, like incredible. Like there's no knocking on that. Like it's just like it, it, stuff like this is hard to replicate. You know, it's almost like I'm so happy I did it, but like where do I even go from here? Like how do I set goals for myself next season when I did this? Like realistic goals. Um, right. That's tough, and I'm excited to see what he does next season um, and how he kind of approaches it. Again, I love Aaron Judge in the way that he can't handles himself. Unlike a lot of some players in the MLB, like George Springer being one of my least favorites after the whole cheating scandal. Hey, we didn't do anything. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't cheat. I'm like, okay, but you did, so, like, shut up. Um, I'll never forget that, by the way. I That is one of the few player interviews never going to forget. Um, yeah, he's never forget it, too. But seriously, like, I look at Judge, I'm like, the way he handles himself, like, always calm, cool, and collected. Like, Aaron Boone, like, I don't think he's a great manager. I don't think the team is all that good. And Aaron Judge is just like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to help this team in the way I can. And I think that what that, that's what makes him so special and also so rootable. Like, I think if there were other players in the MLB who did this, like, I feel like the same way the MLB kind of rallied for Judge to break the record was the same way everyone was rallying for Pujols to break the record or break 700. The difference is Albert is just like a beloved character. Like everyone loves him. He's retiring. Judge is like 30 and on the Yankees, which – So I think if you look at that, people love him. So, Henry, all right, I, I got to give you like – just say whatever you want to say. Like I'm going to step back. If you want to praise Aaron Judge, like, do it. I'll give you the floor. You got, like, 
as much time as you need. Pressure's on. What do I want to talk about? You know, I, I'll keep. I'm gonna keep the contract talks going for a little, little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I am, I am someone who follows it pretty closely. I mean, off season's a huge part. I mean, it's, it's, it's the start of the next season. The off right. season contract talks and everything. I mean, and there are some top free agents. I mean, Aaron Judge is obviously gonna be the top free agent arguably and it's just so it's so interesting to me because the teams that are in contention to sign judge i mean you look at let's 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 do all the all the teams that um are in a real position i would put that as the yankees yeah the mets the dodgers the giants and the red sox yeah i mean you're talking about the major market teams and yeah let me ask you a question does the way that Aaron Judge plays in the playoffs this year, whether it's good, bad, or somewhere in the middle, impact – like if he has a bad postseason, let's say the Yankees lose to whoever in the divisional round and he goes like two for 15 or whatever. Like he doesn't play well. Like do you think that – how do you think like what he does in the postseason will impact what he does? Do you think it will – anything he can do can hurt him? Do you think he can do anything to enhance his status? Like talk to me through that. Um. Personally, I think he is where he is right now. I don't think anything he does in the postseason is going to change necessarily how much money he makes um, or how much what what his contract will be in the offseason. I think he's solidified himself just through his regular season. And I mean, I I predict that Judge is going to have a monster postseason because um, he's very motivated. I mean, and part of the arbitration talks, they agreed upon. I mean, he's getting so he's getting paid nineteen million this year for this season. And then he gets another two hundred fifty thousand if he wins the MVP, which at this point <laughs> he can say with confidence is a lock. I mean, it's like and minus ten thousand, so might not want even bet. And then he gets another he gets another two hundred fifty k if he wins World Series MVP. So personally, the way I look at that, I think it's just extra motivation for him, and I think he's gonna have he's gonna have a great postseason, and I think he's gonna lead yeah. this Yankees team to. Definitely a uh, a championship series, and I mean, I hope, I hope further, but I can't say with confidence yet. I need to see how they play in the division series. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I I think I have a bad feeling. Judge is just gonna kill it. Like I don't even know. Like is this a sinking feeling? Like there's that bad man. Like you come up to the plate. Like you know what he's gonna do. Like I have a bad feeling that if it's Cal Quantrill versus Aaron Judge, like, oh, dear Lord, someone so, someone watch over Cal Quantrill, please, because I think Judge may hit, like, two or three home runs that game. Like, seriously. Like, yeah, I, I'm not joking. Like, I, I am so scared for what he may do and just – I mean, he's going to – he could ruin my month of October. One man. Um, just by doing what he's done all year long. Um, I don't know. It's incredible. Um, first off, and I mean, yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I'm looking, so I'm looking at his postseason stats here. Overall, they're not great. I mean, there, he's saying 230 with an OBP of 340, slugging 504, OPS 843. Not, not horrible. No, like average, but like you have to remember, got, it's, he's got, a, I mean, he's got 11 home runs in five postseason games. So that's, that's a good, that's a good amount of home runs for postseason right. appearances. 
He, I mean, his best postseason came in 2018 when the Yankees lost to the Red Sox. He hit 421 in five games. I remember that. It was awesome. So he, he killed it then. Um, and I mean, obviously, last year you can almost just disregard. He just went one for four in the wild card game. Yeah, last year, by the way, also an incredible day for me. Last year's season. Yeah. Awesome. I was at the game, Michael. It was. I know. And by the way, for those of you who don't follow Henry on Instagram, um, God, if you're a Red Sox fan, you hate it because every time Aaron Judge does something good, on my I open up Instagram, I'm like, because oh. I mean, if I don't go through the stories, like I don't get to see them, so like I have to sit there and I have to look at Henry's like Aaron Judge 60th home run, 61st, like Yankees win, Yankees beat the Red Sox, like happens so many times a season, and every time I'd be like. Bro, you just gotta stop. Like this is not okay. That, well, I'm gonna make it known to the whole world. You know that. I, I I'm well aware, and I'm not looking forward to it. Um, first off, congratulations to Aaron Judge. Like seriously, in the least, like in, in the most sincere way possible. Like what you did this season was so great that you got a Red Sox fan to give you all the praise in the world, which is just I think maybe the highest honor that you could achieve this season beyond MVP. Yeah. Number one. Number two, like, you're a baller. Please come to the Red Sox. Like, I will start a GoFundMe, and we will pay you. Like, trust me. Like, we'll get it done. They're, like, we in Boston, like, we may be fishermen, but we got some money. So we'll we'll, we'll set something up for you if you want to come here. We'll buy you a house. You can meet Tom Brady, like, whatever. Like, I hear Giselle is single, maybe. So, like, we'll do whatever we can. Um. Seriously, though, incredible season. Um, congratulations. Henry, like, thanks for coming on. Absolute blast. Uh, you don't get to talk Yankee. I don't get to talk Yankees that often because why in the world would I ever want to, like, put myself through that? That's not my idea of a good day. Um, but I got to say it was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. You provided, I think, a lot of helpful insight. It's really nice to get an actual baseball player to come on who – can't just sit here and be like, you know, his stats were great. He did some good things. Like, who can actually talk about, hey, like, why is it impressive what he did? What changed? Like, actual things that I can't always describe. So that's really special, really unique. So thank you so much. And everyone who listened to this 50-minute episode, I'm sorry that it was 50 minutes, but you should be happy it was 50 minutes because that's 50 minutes of my day. All right, I'm going to stop talking now because I think I've said everything that needs to be said, and I don't want to keep praising the Yankees. So that's it. Until hopefully not the Yankees don't win the World Series if they end up doing that, Henry. I mean, I guess you'll be back. So I guess you can just – I don't even know. I don't even have a plan for that episode. I guess you can just, you know – Roast you know, me. I can, I, I can just talk the whole time. You can just uh, yeah. I will sit there. We'll we'll keep it to a just listen to me. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a twenty-eight minute episode if if that ends up <laughs> happening. Just for you know, why not? All right. Thanks for everyone for listening. Go listen to another episode. They're all good. I mean, trust me. I believe me. All right. Thank you, everyone, and have bye. a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? of everyone on Golden State. Open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.